Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 313 for the week of July 12, 2014. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with my lovely wife, Anna Marie Privetier. Hello. Um, also, Phil Willis. Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations. And Cassandra Ramos. Hello. Hello. Oh. Uh, we're still waiting to get our um, other folks, uh, John Yearworth and Emmanuel Marino, in. And uh, with that, we've got a new episode for you this week. Hi, everybody. Hi, chat room. They're joining us live here at rpgamer.com slash live. And, of course, pound rpgamer on irc.esper.net, where you can join us every week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, to listen to RPG Cast, where we bring you the latest and greatest in RPGs for you. How's everybody doing? I'm They're tired. sleepy. But I'm, a, I'm much more awake this week. You're what? I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. Well, um, nobody can hear you. I'm awake. Well, that helps. That's a lot better. It helps when you talk into the mic. It's. I am talking. Can, can you into put the it mic. in front of you, and not behind you? Anna doesn't know how to use microphones. <laughs> That's a little better. Keep going. <laughs> Deeper. That's what he said. Yeah. All right. Good. Way. Whoa. 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 That's inappropriate. Register that. Wow. As we boldly go, where no RPG cast has gone Gone before. before. Hey there. Family-friendly programming. Um, We're talking, of course, about Minecraft. Thank you very much about going deep down and getting to the lava. So, how's everybody doing today? I've already asked that three times. Uh, What's What's your name? Phil. Phil. Oh, 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 damn. You're just still on that kick, aren't you? Phil oh, my Dillis. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty bad. I mean, at least on my show, I may butcher everyone's name, but at least I remember their names. I don't know what your I, name is. You know, that's just, I've you know, the least you can do is remember it. Treats. I, don't, I don't know what to do. Throw them off. I like to see how far I can throw cats. It's kind of like... He, uh, he threw the cat at me today already while he was sleeping. Apparently, I Good. put cats on my wife while I'm asleep. Well, we're just pushing... I mean, think about it. We're just helping to push their evolution. We know that eventually they will turn into birds, a higher life form, so let's just keep throwing them. <laughs> I, Somebody what? needs to open up a textbook. I don't even know what's where to start with how wrong that is. <laughs> Here, Simon. Learn how to fly. <laughs> We. Right, I guess we should talk about what we've been playing. So I'm going to kick it off because I've been playing Jack. Uh, actually, no, I haven't. I've been playing Sly. Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. Started playing that last night as part of my E3 2004 playthrough. Yes, I know Sly Cooper 1 is not from 2004, but I want to play the first one before I play the second one. So I started playing the first one, and it is um, really good. I'm playing the HD-ified version of it. Um, and if you haven't played it, it's a platformer, and it's got really good control and mechanics and stuff. Um, but Except really, for the shooty level, really dumb enemies, and um, a shoot 'em up level, at least in the first world, that was out of place and completely uncalled for. Um, the game's a bit touchy. Like if you, it's a one hit kill game, and <laughs> but the thing is, there's no real penalty to getting a game over. So I'm not even sure why the lives are in the game to begin with. But um, the platform elements and the puzzles you have to solve are really fun. So I'm enjoying that, and it looks cool. And it's presented in the style of a Saturday morning cartoon, which is, like, really cool. Like, when you go into a new world, it gives you, like, a show title card and everything, um, just like it's a Saturday morning cartoon. It's it's really cool presentation style. And there's cutscenes that are all animated and stuff, and it's it's a really good idea. 
Um, so play that if you haven't played them before. That's uh, that's a good thing. Other than that, I've been um, inspired by the Pokemon World Championships, and I've uh, dug up my copy of Pokemon Y, which is easy to do since it's digitally installed on my 3DS. <laughs> um, it, not much digging required. And I've been uh, doing all the post-game content, of which there is not much in Pokemon Y. But I've caught a Mewtwo and a Zygarde, and I'm trying to find a Moltres, but it's really annoying to track down the legendary bird in this version of the game. I'm not even sure what... I, I, I can't figure out how to get it, because um, I have to encounter have it to, ten times. Yeah. But I can't, yeah, exactly. I can't run into it. I can't track it down. Like I go to the Pokedex, I see where it is, I go to where it is, and it's not even there. And yeah, um, <laughs> you kind. I don't know if that might work in this one. I haven't tried that yet. Um, I think if you try to like, if you go to a place near it and then walk there, it won't fly away as quickly. I think. <sighs> okay. Also, uh, one trick is also to have something lower than the Pokemon's level in, at the front of your party, then use Repel and walk around in the grass, and the only thing that should pop out at you is the legendary bird. Right, but I'm never in the zone where the bird is, well, okay, so yeah, that, that doesn't matter. Just, well, that much is true. <laughs> but yeah, maybe the walking thing, I don't know if it works here. I've tried that in Fire like Fire Red Leaf Green, and the uh, the running beast, in that, that one of Suicune for me, just never wanted to do that even when I tried the walking trick. It just kept somehow going to like the other end of the map. I remember thing. in like Diamond and Pearl there was a way to do it and I, I just can't figure it out here. It's very annoying. Um it also helped in like Diamond and Pearl that you could have the, the tracking app always yeah, up yeah, on the your app screen. Was on. Yeah, very here useful. you have to go dig down into the Pokedex each time. How annoying mm. is that? Very other than that I've been leveling up in the battle chateau, trying to get my rank up to Duke or High Duke or whatever the cap is. Um, and getting money, and then I can go and buy all the fashion items. And <laughs> for what reasons, I can't fathom. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what else I'm supposed to do at endgame. Like, where do you grind experience and get and money in that game? I, I don't the know. Elite Four. Okay, so I can go back to the Elite Four? Yep, right. and just keep you know kicking them over and over again. All right, so maybe I'll go do that. Um, other than that, I was trying to figure out the Battle Maison and the um, Institute and what you're supposed to do um, to be... Uh, top end end game pokemon player yeah that that's series. gonna that's gonna involve all the fun evs and ivs and such oh okay i don't know how to do any of that so i was gonna start with like breeding something since i'd never do that and it's I don't a know what start I but yeah there's a bit more than but there's a bit more to it than that well i mean i, I gotta start somewhere i Fair hear enough. you can get good good like ivs or evs or something with the friend safari yes i did that i got a shiny voltorb Oh, wow. It's a Voltorb who's blue on the bottom instead of red. <laughs> it's really weird looking. I'm like, that's my first shiny ever. And I don't, I, I wish I'd gotten a shiny I wanted to use because that's not the one I want to use. But It's not the shiny you wanted, but it's the shiny you deserve. <laughs> no, it's the shiny I deserve. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's been me. Uh, Cassandra, what have you been playing? Uh, not a whole lot. Mostly been playing Fire Emblem Awakening to get as many support conversations as possible. I should be able to get all of them, assuming I don't mess up with the uh, save scumming. <laughs> so you can get them all, huh? Yes, because it's like, you know, how you can only have one S support per male, female. So what you do is before you get the S support between a male and female, you create a separate save. You get that support. You get the supports between them and whatever, ch- whatever child or children they that appears for them, then you go back to the earlier save, and then you get another, 
and he supports another female and they just keep on repeating it until you get all of them. Oh, you need at least two playthroughs because there's a male avatar and a female avatar, but hmm. it is possible to get all of them without playing the game 20 times, but it's still pretty time consuming. Just two times. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. And also a little bit of Boktai, too. Wait, what is, what is getting all those conversations do for you? Uh, as complete support log. Really, it's just because I really like the supports in this game. <laughs> okay. So you, you just, you're just completing the log. All right. It's like yes. catching them all, but um, socially. <laughs> all right. <laughs> cool. And Boktai, too. You're still on the Boktai stuff, huh? Well, it's the only other one we got. I'm not going to get Boktai 3 since that was never localized, but yeah. Jeez. All right. Um, you don't it's have to take that. These days, though, you don't so. have to take that one outside, right? It's not as needed because there is a weapon that doesn't need sunlight, but not all enemies. Some enemies are resistant to it, and you need the sunlight. So, eventually, I'm going to need to go outside. It's it's July. It's hot and humid. Okay. Might have to wait till September. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> John, what you've been? Or John? John's not here. Phil, what have you been playing? I've been playing this fantastic new game. What's it's it called? called it's called Convince Others to Jump into Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, he's really good I, at this game. You're winning that game. I, I, yeah, you know, I just unlocked the super platinum gold achievement by not only convincing someone to join, but they got to level 50 in like one week. What? Was that Adrian? Yeah, as Adrian Den Alden. That guy's crazy. How did he do that in one week? Fishing. Fishing. Fish, he <laughs> fished his way up to level 50. <laughs> what? It's crazy. He started off playing. Uh, he worked for his bard, so he had to play like an archer and a support class up to 30 and 15 respectively. And he had done that pretty quick. I, I remember commenting how he had done in a few days what's taken Shirley and I you know, nearly two months to do. Uh, and uh, he's, you know, he's, he's got a lot of time off of work. So that's what he's telling me, Phil. I've just been able to hammer this out. I said, God bless you. I, I still don't see How myself doing it even if I was off of work. How long, though? But then, then he started off as a fisher. And when you start off as a fisher, you start off at level one because it's his own separate class. And he starts texting me. I found this good fishing spot. I've caught these new fish. Oh, my gosh. I got this high-quality fish. They gave me bonus experience. This is so much fun. I'm like, <laughs> you're, we're talking about the same fishing, right, where you just sit in a spot and you wait for the thing to move, the little bobble or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the same mini game, right? Oh, dude, he's just so fascinated with this. So every day I'm logging to Skype. He's got more fish. He's up to level 20, 30. 30, 40. And last night he's like, I am going to get 50 before I go to bed. I am going to get 50. I was going to try to give it by midnight. Not going to happen, but it will be before I go to bed. And sure enough, he, he got level 50. I want to know where he's fishing. I want to try this out and see how boring it is. You know, he'll, he can tell you all the hot spots, I'm sure, because that's been his life for the last few days. Uh, but uh, that's how he got a max level character really, really quickly. So yeah, that's the beauty of 14. Like nothing, right? Or does uh, that well, the, fi- is- the fishing the fishing level's fifty, but if yeah. he wants to go adventure in dungeons, well, he's still only a level thirty bard or whatever he is. So yeah, he'll you, have to work with adventure. So your crafting level, dungeons. there's no more base level in this game, right? I I, I remember. Yeah, there's two, no base level. There's That's two correct. versions of this game in my head. I can't keep them straight. Right. But no, you're right. You're right. There is no uh, there is no base level. It's not like Final Fantasy V, and probably the way Eleven was. I don't know. But in Final Fantasy V, you had like a base level, and then yeah. you had all your separate class levels in this game there is only your class levels so whatever you are at the moment that's what matters uh so if he wants to run a dungeon he's gonna have to switch back to an adventuring job and his best adventuring job right now is probably level 30 ish which should probably be like a bard or an archer 
So, yeah, yeah, he has to work that up some more if he wants to actually do some good dungeon running. But but for all intents and purposes, he can sit there and say, I have a max, you know, a max level, you know, class level character in fishing. fishing. (laughs) Yeah, I've never heard of anybody who leveled up their gathering class before their adventuring class. But God bless him. He's done it. So, yeah, I wish he would have taken screenshots. We could have made some really funny pictures out of that. (laughs) The epic fisherman. It's <laughs> just something. Uh, what's next? Is it going to level his minor? I know, right? Well, and that's a weird thing. It's like uh, I've done some fishing. I've done some cooking. I've done a little bit of everything. Fishing is like the most, in my opinion, it's the most boring one because you just sit there and you wait for the thing to bobble. When you go to like uh, botany, you're going to go chop a tree. It, every time you go to chop a tree, it gives you a list of things that you get to pick from from that tree and shows you the percentages involved. You've got a number of skills uh, that you can use that are tied into your energy bar, which needs to recharge over time. So there's a little strategy and risk versus reward that's going through your head briefly as you're harvesting each of those. That seems a lot more in, you know engaging than just sitting there and waiting for a bobble to move. But mm-hmm. God bless him. He's he he's just charged his way right through it. He'll also tell you that uh, that you know one of the things he likes about doing that is some of these fishing spots have some really gorgeous scenery. So just like a true fisherman, he just sits out there and enjoys the view. In a video game, <laughs> in fake fishing, <laughs> it's okay. real to him. <laughs> it's real to him. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so uh yeah I'm, i just unlocked a platinum achievement because uh in my game of uh, get other people to play final fantasy 14 because i not only got somebody to play but <laughs> they got to max level in one week no less I think so you yeah win. Uh, yeah i yeah yeah i win that one as far as playing final fantasy 14 myself I, I i wish i had more to brag about uh i, I got my did I? Did, I don't know if I mentioned. No, I don't think I did because I wasn't here last week. I got my Arcanist up to uh, level thirty, which enables me with my uh, level twenty something conjurer uh, secondary class to unlock Scholar. So it's really really cool because an Arcanist is is a DPS pet. You know, it has a pet, a Carbuncle, and uh, does their DPS uh, by putting dots all over the place, damage over time, spells, poisons, and bio and virus and the such. So I'm kind of curious when you go to this prestige scholar, I call it a prestige class. It's, it's, I think it's technically called a job. <clears throat> that How does this become a healer? I have one healing spell as it is now, uh, a basic uh, cure spell called Physic. Well, once you unlock the scholar, you get a second cure spell, which heals somebody and puts a temporary shield on them. So that's kind of cool. But more importantly, you unlock a new pet, a fairy who is a healing pet. Now, and wow, I, I play pet, pet classes all the time. You usually have a DPS pet. You can have a taking pet. You can even have a QQ pet. But this is actually a healing pet. She just flies around and heals your teammates what? with a healing spell for you. It is so badass. Well, you don't cool. even have to play. Well, she doesn't do that much healing during bosses and stuff. So she doesn't is, output. This is just for that one class? It, it is basically that's the way the scholar works. They're okay. they're just an enhanced arcanist focused on healing. So you're swapping out your DPS or you're taking Carbuncle for this healing fairy chick, and she flies around. She basically throws out a base healing spell every few seconds, which is good enough to get you if your tank is well armored. That'll get you through trash pools without too much extra effort on your part, and that's what makes this kind of cool. Because at my core, I'm also a DPS class, right? Those DPS skills don't go away that I have on my hotbar just because you know. I 
activated scholar mode. So if if the fairy's keeping up with the healing, then I can use my time to start throwing dots all over people. So I'm contributing to the DPS of the group. If the tank is getting in trouble and uh, the fairy can't keep up, then I kick in my own healing spells and we, we pull through just fine. So there's I, I like it because it's more than just sitting there going heal, heal, heal all the time. I've actually got, you know, some some strategic decision making there. Do I help the the party, you know, take down these monsters by throwing some dots all over the place? Or, you know, do I continue to be proactive with my healing and throwing heals and shields on people? Um, I really, really like that uh, that mechanic. That's really, really cool. It's definitely a, a, a refreshing way to approach healing because I played a lot of healing uh, back in WoW. So uh, I'm also very close to unlocking the Paladin. To do that, i got to get my Gladiator up to 30. And the second requirement is to have Conjurer as a Conjurer subclass up to like 15, which I already had to unlock the Scholar. So all I need is to get that Gladiator up to 30. He's at 28 and a half right now. And, and what I've just been doing, and it's really, really cool. Final Fantasy really does have some great tools for the casual player. Is if you log in and it takes less than an hour a day and you do a random dungeon – and a random um, scenario, they call them uh, Guild Heast, you get a crap ton of bonus XP. Um, I got, I would get like a level to two levels just in that one hour. Just plug in, do a random dungeon and a random scenario. The first random dungeon, the first random scenario you do every day, you get a big bonus to your XP. And if you're playing a class that's in need, you get even more bonus. So I've been, uh, I just been plugging in an hour a day and got him from like 22 to 28 or so over like four days. Uh, just one hour a day. It's like a cup of coffee. Just what? Just for a just few dollars. For just a few <laughs> cents. For less than the price <laughs> yeah. of a cup of, coffee, cup of coffee, you too can heal this poor adventure. Um, yeah. You can feed this Lalafell. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's been really fun. Haven't had, haven't, I got, I got a little bit further in Final Fantasy V, got through the little gimmicky boss that I kind of complained a little bit about. This, uh, when we were doing the, when we were doing the chit chat on the forums and we were talking about Persona during the Battle Royale, someone was like, oh, but Persona bosses are gimmicky. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, that's all RPG bosses. I'm, I'm they're all one gimmicky, of those. yeah. They're Play all Final gimmicky. Fantasy V, it's all about gimmicky bosses. <laughs> yeah, got that one, I got the one boss where it's a, it's a trio of, uh, of these bad guys. Each one's got different elemental weaknesses and strengths if one goes down and any of the or two go down but one's still standing the ones who went down will revive and they will launch an omega attack immediately that can that's right he'll omegaly kick your ass so it's a little frustrating it's gimmicky it's totally arbitrary how how do they keep spontaneously resurrecting where do i get this ability to resurrect myself spontaneously over and over again you don't, stupid cheating enemies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it took me a while to figure out that was their shtick. And the save point isn't right there next to the guy. So I had to rerun it a bit and, and learn to, to go back and save before I engaged him again. Uh, ended up just taking the cheap way out because, uh, from what I understand, you got to use uh, elemental less attacks. And, and you can't really use physical attacks because one of them is resistant to physical attacks. So you got to use something like wind or something like that, which you probably only get from blue magic, which I hate. I never use blue magic. So it sucks to be me. So I just ended up hitting the cheat button and the cheat button is pulling out the samurai and doing guild throw that that's the instant win button. And on a lot of boss battles and it worked great here, just set me back a few thousand gil. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing like throwing your money to, to the wind. Yeah, but yeah. it works. It was elemental less damage, and apparently uh, physical resistance on that one of the three did not apply. 
I'm not even sure it would have helped him if it did because I did so much damage. So that was fun. Uh, and I'm moving forward on that. I've, I've got like three of the four tablets now that unlock lots of magic items somewhere. So <laughs> somewhere. So it's, it's in somewhere. a castle. It's in the second world. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, need to go. Need to go find my magic weapon somewhere and get some mm-hmm. more magic uh, kick. Out. I'm enjoy- I'm enjoying the game. I'm only uh, trying to hit those. It's FAQs so weird to hear somebody playing it with no restrictions. Since I'm so used <laughs> to the four job fiesta, uh, four job fiesta. Well, that's okay because Phil puts his own restrictions. It's called Phil hates blue mage. Uh, Phil <laughs> hates a few of the other classes, and and Phil doesn't look up FAQs to figure out what's the best combination. Phil just keeps playing classes until they're maxed out, and and is happy if. Phil happens to unlock I, I think cool. you would like the four job fiesta then. Yeah. Just the way you're, that you're playing. Hmm. Mm. I'm very close. They said it couldn't be done, but I'm actually only a couple of hundred JP away from maxing out the red mage because somebody did yeah, inform that me. Takes forever. That it takes uh, forever. Yeah. Very long. Somebody did inform me if I max out the red mage, I'm going to be super happy. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, here yeah, I'm like 712 out of 999. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, yeah, it's getting closer. <laughs> uh, the other chick, uh, the other chick on the party, uh, someone had mentioned to me to do ranger, so I did that, and that was worth it. Uh, double, triple, quadruple double shot tap. of death. Yeah, anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool on them. Dancer so is that's also awesome. overpowered. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Of oh, okay, so maybe I'll try do. that one next. Um, you can glitch mm. the game with chemist. Yeah, all sorts of good stuff. And so, and so, once I've once I've maxed out classes, my understanding is if I switch to the freelancer class, then the freelancer gets all the passives of the classes that I've mastered, right? I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember know. either. Maybe I'll have to look that up sometime. But I think there was a whole – there was some big benefit to mastering classes, and I think it's has something to do with using the passive of the classes you've mastered in, when you're playing freelancer, so – well, there's usually uh, a freelancer uh, jobless class does get some kind of bonus for mastering the other, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That's yeah. how it is in Bravely Default, but I don't know how it is um, in I 5. Think, I think... Did, didn't 3 get something? I thought 3 also got something. I didn't play 3. Ah. Well, I played 3 and then got bored with 3 because I don't like that DS version. Um, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. If it's like 4, I can understand why. I did not get to the point where I mastered anything in 3. That's the important thing to say. Uh. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So continue to plug away at Dragon Dragon Warrior 2. Not too much more to report there, aside from the fact that I love wandering around killing metals, metal anything. Yeah. Really. Yeah, because when you're sitting there just, killing... You're made of metal. I'm hunting you. That's I'm hunting your ass down because so you're, a you're genocider, worth a, right? You know, <laughs> because you're worth a metric crap ton of XP. Is that how? So it works? Okay. that's exactly how it works. I'm sitting there fighting like waves of skeletons and stuff that are kind of tough, and I get like 200 experience here, 300 there, and then I met a metal babble, and I'm like, ooh, I wonder if I can take him down. I know metal things like to run away in these games. Well, I actually was able to take him down before he ran away, and I got 11,000 experience. And then you hear all those little tunes, dun, 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 dun. It's like one after another because my characters are like level up, level up, level up, level up. I'm like, dang, it's been taking me like over an hour to get one level. I just got it with this one five. Where's more of these things? Mm-hmm. I'm addicted now. It's my new crack cocaine. Oh, is that Come here, works? metal. Yeah, you just want to snort them up. Here, um, metal guy. You don't want to snort a metal slime. I don't think that would be a pleasant <laughs> experience at all. Well, you got to cook them just right first. Oh, you just okay. Don't, right. You don't snort them wholesale. No, no, you got to. You got to do it right. Got to prep them up. 
you know, cut them in, mm-hmm. into little, little, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, FTL. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, it's a really, have you played it since they did their expansion upgrade patch to Hickey? Uh, once. Yeah. I like that. It, it added some, I saw the, saw, saw, yeah, it definitely felt different. Uh, I played around with some of the new weapons, of course. Now don't ask me what they are. Cause now I've drawn a blank. <laughs> Doesn't um, matter. You played with the just, new stuff. <laughs> you play with the new toys. It does. You know, there is a way when you start up the game, it says, do you want to play the original game or do you want to play with these new toys? Warning, the new toys actually make the game a little more hard. And I definitely got that feeling. I have beaten the game a few times on easy. Um, I can't beat the game. I've never beaten the game. It, it is it is it is it is half luck and um, half strategy. But yeah, if your luck isn't with you on a run through, it, it's just yeah. I, I've I just, I've had some run throughs where I don't get through the sixth world. I've gotten I've gotten to the point where I can consist. Well, when I'm really trying to getting to the boss is not the issue. But I can't beat the boss. I'm never in a position, even on easy, where I can beat the boss. So I feel sad about that. It, it's it's usually a, a good combination of having a good defensive and offensive strategy. Uh, usually using drones for defense uh, to get rid of some of that incoming fire, mm-hmm. and of course having your shields upgraded. Because uh, dang nap, that thing that guy can put out some some heat. I usually like to if I can just get a hold of the cloak. That helps a lot as well. And I think one of the uh, new upgrades allows you to tap into what was it, a battery power or something like that to to work with that cloak. Yeah, there's definitely some new toys to play with there. But I, I was using one of them on the final boss fight. Uh, but yeah, the cloaking the cloaking thing gives you 10, 15 seconds of invulnerability. I usually go for 10 because uh, the longer you're invulnerable, the longer cooldown it's on as well. So it's it's something you don't want to upgrade all the way because it leaves you vulnerable for too long. But as soon as the as soon as the boss fires, um, depending on what stage he's in, but he's usually got these alpha strikes. And as soon as he fires that alpha strike, and I do mean as soon as he does, you got to hit that cloak. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually I'll have my hand on the space bar and I'll hit the space bar, pause the game, hit the cloak button, then unpause it. And if you do that properly, you can avoid most, if not all of the shots, uh, on those alpha strikes. Cause those are really hard to absorb and bounce back from. Phil, uh, I have trouble getting to the second form of the boss, let alone beating the boss. <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah, not even got, at that point. <laughs> yeah. He's got the different forms and, and they all get, they all got their gimmicks and they're all pretty tough. Um, I'd have to like I'd have to like watch a video again or or something to remember exactly what I need each to one share was, my but... I need to stream it out and you need to coach me. There we go. No, no, Chris, press that button. No, you moron! How could you do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it, and then the offensive strategy is. Um, uh, usually, what do I usually use? Not rockets because he tends to shoot those down. Um, concentrated laser focus, maybe some EMP blast to knock out the. Oh, those EMP bombs are worth worth it. Just trying to knock, yeah, because trying to knock out his shield so you can actually do some damage is always fun. Mm-hmm. And one of his forms, he does a lot of teleporting. That that's that's no bueno. So <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. Once you beat up one form, another form comes out. It has a different strategy to it, and it, it can be a real pain in the ass. So yeah, definitely having multiple defenses and uh, strategies and uh, a good offense. And I just, I think, I don't, I don't think I've ever beat him where I didn't have the cloak. I think you really need the cloak. So if you, you have a run through, All right. it helps a lot. Yeah. Those alpha strikes, man. They'll, they'll tear up, you. The new- speed run, uh, FTL, no cloak run. I'm gonna no cloak, yeah. No cloak. Yep. 
Because uh, hit you with that alpha strike, he will rip you a new porthole. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm, I think, uh, think that's all I've been playing, playing. That's fine. Uh, so who's that leave? Uh, I don't think there's anyone else on the, on the cast that that leaves. <clears throat> oh, Anna Marie. What have you been playing? <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of Disney's Magical Kingdom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So I think I was I just done like um the prologue last week and that was sixteen stickers. I'm now at sixty six. Yeah. So I've played about I don't know, twenty five hours this week. Yeah. And it's really fun. It is Animal Crossing with goals. It's fantastic. I've been making clothes and making furniture and running my cafe and beating up ghosts. I, I got to say, this game apparently is a lot better than Disney was advertising it to be. Yeah. Because I remember watching the Disney videos and stuff, and it did not look this interesting. And Anna has just been absorbed by it. So, yeah, it's a fun little game. I'm very happy playing it. All right, tell us your stories. What's the most interesting thing that's happened? Um... I found Eeyore's tail. Oh, boy. Twice. Uh, twice. <laughs> twice. 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 Nail that thing on there. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, it blew away with the wind one time. Oh, and then goodness. the other time he dropped it. How, how does he drop it? It's Eeyore. Okay. <laughs> I just, I appreciate they have some little touches. Like when Eeyore's actually lost his tail, he doesn't have his tail when he... Gets it back, he waves it around, and you can see that he has his tail again. And you made that game sound really boring just now, Anna. Good job. <laughs> just, just a I just real. I like good... that. There's little touches. Uh huh. And then I've been making Chris very angry in Tomodachi. Oh, so frustrating! <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. Wait till you hear this crap. Wait till you hear this. Well, first Michael and I were dating. No. And then Michael and I got married. No. And now Michael and I have decided to have a child. I'm done with this game. <laughs> I consulted Michael on Twitter before I went ahead with the decision. Why didn't you consult me? It's not your um, baby. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, after the podcast, you two, Dr. Phil will be available for a little counseling. We are not talking to so, Dr. Phil. Uh, um. I, I think uh, I think we just need some time to discuss our feelings <laughs> in, in an environment that you two feel safe to share those feelings. Not going anywhere with her. So Dr. Phil will be available after the podcast. <laughs> mm. Um so as I was saying um <laughs> uh, yeah, so and beyond that I've been playing a lot of another case solved. Which is, Which is an iOS game. Yeah, it's an iOS game. It's got like a match three and a who's the bad, uh, like a, the, 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 what's that game? It's like a, you each have a board and you ask, is it a boy or a girl? And then you ask, do they have red hair? Uh, Ouija board? No. Oh. Uh, I, I think I know what you mean. Um, oh, guess who? who? Guess who? Guess who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has a guess who portion and then a uh, puzzle portion that I don't understand well. You get you have to eliminate um, places on a map until you only have one option left, and then you poke it, and you win if it's the right one. Yeah, so it's a neat little game. 
I'm getting very deep into the story. Mm-hmm. You're in a city where there's a sugar ban, and so everything revolves around. So it's the sugar New York. Ban. You're not allowed to have large sodas or anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't want to get too into it because I think a lot of people would find it very boring. So that's what I've been playing this week. No, we'd never find stuff that you're doing boring, Anna. Shut what are you up. talking? <laughs> Oh, is that is that all we got? That's all we got. Um, mm-hmm. All right, thanks for watching the show. Next week, we'll see you next week. Of a, no, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got some feedback. Uh, first off, from Reulin on the forums uh, said, "I don't think there is a serious lack of turn-based JRPGs being made, but for multiple reasons, a lot of these turn-based JRPGs are not being localized. Of course, Trails in the Sky series is in the process of being localized, but other ones are very unlikely to come over at this point. A bunch of other turn-based JRPGs will never get localized because they're made or published by Sega, like Shining Hearts and the Seventh Dragon series, or Konami, such as the Suikoden PSP game or Frontier Gate. Others were never picked up by a publisher who would bring them out of Japan. The only one I can think of at the moment is Soul Trigger. Still, I wonder if a lot of people would have even played those games if they had been released here. I feel like the reason why people exploded over Bravely Default was not because it was any turn-based JRPG, but because it was a turn-based JRPG with, quote, Final Fantasy job classes, unquote. Still, technically, turn-based JRPGs continue to be released in the West. SMT, Persona, Etrian Odyssey, Pokemon, Atelier, Neptunia, etc. are all technically turn-based JRPGs, but I don't see a lot of people saying they have traditional turn-based battle systems, even if the battle system may be the same attack, defend, item, magic that other JRPGs had. I feel like the traditional part that everyone focuses on is the overall presentation and gameplay of the JRPG, and not solely the battle mechanics. There's too much demon-fusing, dungeon-crawling, monster-collecting, item synthesis, social links, etc. going on for them to be traditional, maybe. Good argument. I think that's a fair point. Mm -hmm. I think that there are too many of those things for people to consider Persona to be a traditional JRPG or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Etrian Odyssey is very much a dungeon crawl. Um, It's kind of a... uh, You can't grind in a field where you can save anywhere. Um, So the mechanics are a little bit different there. And Pokemon is... Well, Pokemon is pretty much a traditional turn-based JRPG. Um, I don't know about that one not being, but... So what do you think, guys? Is uh, Bravely Default only popular because uh, Final Fantasy jobs classes? I think it helps. I wouldn't say only, but it's definitely a big factor. Hmm. I mean, I think I, I I think that the fact that that was you know just so big on the scene as far as its reception goes is attributed somewhat to the fact that there is a, a lack of I'm not saying a total death of of course you can find them absolutely but there is a lack of traditional JRPGs that are out there and so there's a pent up demand for it and that's why people are so quick to just embrace Bravely Default and sing its praises of course you know as they got about halfway or so through the game it's like oh wait there's some warts on the backside of this thing yeah. but uh, but for the uh, well I mean the, the last half of the game just was you know felt pretty lackluster compared to the first half but it's just <clears throat> but it's just man it's just hard to get those nicely made jrpgs um i think there's a lot of i think you and i talked about this before there's a lot of jrpgs if you want to jump into like the rp maker games and such like that but they're just not on that quality level that you would get out of a you know something like a final fantasy bravely default deal mm-hmm. yeah, i agree mm-hmm. with that all right um all right. that's the only feedback we got this week so i want to remind Wait. people how 
What? I want to. There's, what? What? there's one what? live in the chat room. Oh, okay. From Go for Stella it. King. Quick mm-hmm. question. The Square Enix Collective, a platform to launch regional indie dev talent. Penny, for your thoughts on it. From what they have heard, it is not well known. I've heard of it. I voted on a couple of games. Has anybody else heard of it? I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, no it's idea. sort of like Steam Greenlight. Where they put up a, a batch of projects and then you can vote on them. So they have to, I believe, if I remember the structure right, they have to meet a minimum number of votes. And then Square Enix picks X amount out of the number that made the cut to fund. Okay. So it's green light. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. If people aren't aware of it, where do you go for it? Collective.square-enix.com, uh, col- right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. Go so. vote on... Because, you know, I want... <laughs> my game's having... Tr- oh, I, why would you go to Square Enix for this? I don't... If you're making a JRPG? I mean, I thought it was kind of relevant to the conversation we were having. I don't know. I, I still wouldn't go to Square Enix. I'd go to Greenlight. That's where people are, right? No? Do you trust Square Enix to know anything about JRPGs at this point? Shrug. Okay, shrug. <laughs> that question is so loaded. Yeah, I don't want to answer it. You don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. it isn't that I don't have an opinion. It's that I don't want to express it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, uh, let's see. So, so if, if you want to join us or give some feedback, yeah, a few ways to do that: podcast at rpgamer.com. Also, uh, board.rpgamer.com is our message boards. Go to the latest update section, find the show thread, and leave your feedback there. And of course, six zero eight. 729-4098-608-729-4098. That's 608-729-4098. The voicemail system is standing by now to take your call, and we can play your message on the show. Let's jump into the news, folks. <laughs> Are you about to sing? <laughs> you know, it's the ticker thing for the old news show. Oh, okay. Do, do it some more. It, apparently. No, no, do it some more. Let's... Muramasa Reborn is getting a, a haunting week. What does that mean? Axis has announced a third chapter of Genroku Legends DLC for... for I thought we covered this last week. Dragon Age Inquisition has 16 <laughs> minutes of gameplay. Nobody <laughs> expects the Inquisition. Nobody expects the Dragon Age Inquisition. So there's a trailer now. There's uh, You can watch it, and it's on our site. Go find the story. You can play it or watch through the... Uh, uh, I don't know. Second video in the series of E3 footage. So you can go watch lots of Dragon Age stuff. Uh, Rogue Legacy is coming out on PSN later this month. Uh, PS3, PS4, and Vita on July 29th. Uh, in North America, July 30th in Europe. And uh, we've got a video up of that. Lords of the... F- is anyone going to get into Rogue Legacy now that's on a console? Mm. Is that what's been keeping anyone back? <laughs> No. Not me personally. I got the GOG version on sale. I just need to sit down and play it one day. Hmm. Looks fun. Looks interesting. But and it looks like I mean, if you don't have the PC version or something, um, I mean, definitely take a look at it and see if it's a game for you. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's a really well made game for the most part. It, it, it's pretty popular in the indie circles. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. Uh... Lords of the Fallen is our next story. It's going to be released in North America on October 28th and uh, Europe on October 31st. Anyone remember what Lords of the Fallen is? 
This is kind of an action RPG game. Some people were worried it was trying to rip off uh, Demon Souls too much. We got an interview um, from E3 that was posted on June 13th. You could go check. We got the story up, and um, yeah, it's you. I don't know you. You take on the role of a convicted criminal called Harkin and go on a quest to defeat armies under the command of the fearsome Rogar lords. That doesn't sound generic at all. <laughs> nope. Nope. All right. Lords of the Fallen, it's got a date. But more importantly, Pokemon has secret bases coming. And a new Coming pavilion. back, you mean. Oh, where did they, where did they start? <laughs> in the original third generation, it's just odd. It's it, correct in the, uh, the new story for RP Gamer, but like Nintendo's trying to spin it as something completely new, but they're just getting an enhancement. They were there in original Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. I distinctly remember where my base was. What was your base? It was next to a wa- like this uh, waterfall on route, I think it was 119, that one between uh, Mallville City and Fort Tree City, or town, whatever it was called. I love how you remember Very the nice. exact position of your base. So how do the bases work? I didn't play those games. So okay, what's, well, what's a base do? Okay. In again, the original um, Ruby and Sapphire, you got an ability called Secret Power. It's a, a TM. You can teach a Pokemon. And you use that in front of these. They look like little holes on random walls somewhere in the wilderness. So you pick an area and you have the Pokemon use a move. And then you go inside and you can decorate it with whatever you'd like. That you happen to have on you. Yeah, part of the fun was picking like a really nice area to put your secret base. Because again, I, I picked a waterfall. My sister had this one next to like a pond and there was like patches for growing berries. So she would plant berries so there would be flowers around. It was very nice. All right. So <laughs> it sounds like Oops. you can do that again here in the new one. Yes. You can visit them online now. and you can... Yes, before. Oh, you could do that before? No, not online, obviously. What you do is that when you mixed records, instead of just trading or battling, you could also connect and use the, the, the link to Game Boys. You would mix records, and that would affect various things, including finding your friends' bases and any records they mixed with, their other, with other people. They would also show up in your game as well. Obviously, this would be a lot more intensive, but that was there before, being able to visit somebody else's secret base okay, and fighting so, their Pokemon. So, yeah, now you can do it online and battle each other's Pokemons based on the rules set by the base's owner. There's a new capture the flag activity that encourages players to visit as many secret bases as they can. Did didn't Diamond that, and Pearl have something? Yeah, Diamond like and Pearl this? did the capture and flag thing for okay. the underground. Yes, okay. they did. Yeah, I thought I, that sounded familiar to me, and I never did that. Like I I got it, I got my room, and it's like this is what a, what no, I don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I had somebody else local to me that was playing the game, that would help, but. Okay, so you make your base, you decorate it, and the okay, great. It's player housing for Pokemon. No wonder they didn't keep this feature. Um, what happens if you capture the flag? You get to show it off. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't really say here. I, well, I, I don't remember what happened in Diamond and Pearl when you got to capture it either. So I think I you did just get to show it off somewhere. Oh, all right, in your, in your base or your room or whatever it was. Hmm. Okay. Somebody's whispering. Phil's Sounds... whispering to his cat, I bet. Oh, Phil's cat whispering. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Cat whispering. The cat whisperer. <laughs> just, uh, I was just giving us some advice. He looked a little troubling. He needed some advice from Dr. Phil. Dr. I help everybody who comes <laughs> to me. Everybody. All right. Good for I, you. I help Good. everybody. I don't discriminate. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Well, okay. Right, that's fine. Uh, let's see. We have also a Vivalon thing going on. So I did this. I did this. If you have Pokemon X or Y and you log in and do Mystery GIF over Wi-Fi, or over Internet, rather, you will get a uniquely patterned Vivalon. Not, not unique to you, unique to this promotion. That's celebrating 100 million, like, or a million trades made on the global trade station, or 100 million trades, or something like that. So, yay! Who? What? What's the point of a Vivalon? Why do I want that? Anyone know? Because it's pretty. Because it's pretty. Okay, it's not actually a useful Pokemon. No, it's it's butterfree basically. So but you're supposed to just collect all the patterns. Is yes, the idea yeah. right? Yes, okay. yes, that too. All right, fine. Uh, let's see. So there's your your there's your Vivalon. More good Pokemon news. If you live in Europe. The Pokemon trading card game, Game Boy Color um, game, will be on Virtual Console on the 3DS and the European eShop uh, July 10th. So it's out now. It's uh, 4 euros and 99 cents. I'm really sad that we didn't get this. I yeah, I, I, Anna's very sad we didn't get it because she loves the Pokemon trading card game. How many times do you play it? Uh, the Game Boy Color version? Yeah. Oh, man, I probably put 60 or 70 hours into it as a kid. I mean, just the game. I used to play the card game. I used to be a gym leader. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I played a lot of the card game. Um, yeah, so if you wanted to play the card game on your Game Boy Color... Uh, you know what I'm going to recommend you do is what I'm doing right now and play the Pokemon trading card game online, which is a free-to-play... Um, well, it's, it's a pseudo-free-to-play. It's free to play the game, but if you want to get lots of good cards for it, you've got to buy like some real-life decks and use the codes that you get in the real life cards and unlock cards inside the thing. But whatever. You can go play Pokemon trading card game online right now. Unlock decks and uh, buy things just by uh, playing the card game. So if you want Hearthstone experience but you don't want it to be with Hearthstone, you want to play Pokemon instead, you can do that. And that's how you can you can console yourself with the fact that you're not getting the Game Boy Color version of the Pokemon trading card game. Sorry, Anna. Here's something to make you happy, though. The Paper Mario from N64 is going to be a July reward for Club Nintendo members. Yeah, did you buy it yet? No. I I told you about it a couple days ago. Yeah, I didn't know you wanted me to get it. I hate that game. What? I don't like that game. The N64 one? Yeah, I think it's very boring. Ah. I like the GameCube one. I don't like this one. I think I like the better of the two. I like them both. Good for you. I think you have bad taste. I could make a witty comment about my marriage here, but I'm going to resist. Oh, no, <laughs> I think people would agree that it... Why does my opponent have so much crap on this one Pokemon? That's a lot of energy. Wait a minute, you keep yelling at us for playing games during the podcast. Listen, you, I'm entertaining the viewers. Uh-huh. I have a reason. No? Hmm. All right. Well, um, what else we got? We have Paper Mario. Oh, that's what I was going to look into Paper Mario. Look at this. I got to register Pikmin 3 and stuff and get all sorts of coins. Oh, same with that. Uh, yeah. And what are we doing for that? Uh, hey. Yeah? I'm already gold in 2015 somehow. No, I'm not. I'm almost gold. What What did we get? What did we get this year? Oh, they didn't say yet. Oh. I want to know what uh, P- Club Nintendo got for 2014. But it's not announced yet. 
sadness. Sorry. Do you really want me to get the Paper Mario code? Yeah. Why? Ew. It's not even a Wii U virtual console game. It's a Wii virtual console game. If you love me, you'll buy me Paper Mario. Oh, goodness. (laughs) No, I'm definitely not doing it. Forget that crap. Ugh. Ugh. Order reward. Ugh. (laughs) You'll notice he's doing it. Feel dirty. I like that game. All right. Paper Mario. Eh, all right. We got a review up on the site of Atelier Dorona plus The Alchemist of Ireland. You can see what Glenn thought about the Atelier Dorona game. Hint. He says, buy it. Yeah. Um, which you did, right? Um, no. I thought we did. I figured it would go on like mega sale for Thanksgiving. So I could just play in the meantime. Mm. Okay. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Haha. Makes about as much sense of Capcom releasing Monster Hunter Freedom Unite on iOS. Which it, it's, it came out, <laughs> and it's an enhanced version of the original game, and it's $15. But there's no hidden costs, no additional fees, no in app purchases, no free to play crap. So it is a full game for 15 bucks. <laughs> it is the full PSP experience, except the claw grip. Um, it has controller support. And it's a universal app that works on iPhone and iPad. Cool. Um, and there's some compatibility requirements, so make sure that your thing has the performance required to play the game. Um, and it's out. And there's a trailer. You can watch the trailer on our on our site if you really want to. Just he to wouldn't see. encourage doing so. No, I do. Um, I'm curious. I want to know what controllers it's compatible with. It makes me want one of those controllers. You just want to go to the Apple Store and buy more things. They've got the Steel Series controller right there. I love that. <laughs> Show me what games it's compatible with. It's a small list. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of games that are compatible with my wife, uh, King's Bounty has a new game coming. Yeah! All right, tell people about it. Um, you play as the bad guys. You play as the bad guys. Yes. So how's this work? It's... What do you mean? It's King's Bounty when you play as the bad guys. I don't really know what else to say. Okay. Well, I can tell you that it'll be on Steam. Uh, it's got a standard edition and a premium edition. Standard's 25 bucks. Premium is 30 bucks. Um, but if you buy it now in early access, you spend 25 and you get the $30 version. Oh, do you? Yes. That's cute. It'll come out on August 14th. Um, and it gets you, that's, that's really it. You play as a bad guys. And I was right. King's Bounty. Tell people about King's Bounty if they're not familiar with it. Um, it's the precursor to Heroes of Might and Magic. Is it really the precursor? Yes. King's Bounty came first. Okay, then. It was King's Bounty and then Heroes of Might and Magic 1, 2, 3, blah, 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 blah. So when 3DO... And computer, whatever, whatever, went under. Um, Real specific there, Anna. I yeah, like I yeah. never remember their names. 1C bought the rights. It's a Russian company, and they've been making King's Bounty games for four years at this point. Mm-hmm. So there's the original, and then there's the Armored Princess, and there's another one that I never remember the name of, and there's an expansion to Armored Princess. So, yeah, it's... Um, 
you run around the map and you gather resources and do little quests. And then once you get into combat, you have stacks of units and they move based on turns and speeds and it's a hexagonal grid. King's Bounty, everybody. Thank you, Anna Marie. You're very welcome. Uh, Phil, Strawberry, yes. you guys going to get it? Uh, probably on a sale or something. <laughs> on a sale, um, all right. Yeah, no plans right now. I got I to gotta get over my hang-ups about not using cheat codes to actually beat the older ones. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because I've not been very successful at them, despite the fact that I love those types of games. I played Heroes of Might and Magic two and three and four uh, until the cows came home. But I got kind of frustrated with King's Bounty. He- yeah, I have the same problem Heroes of Might and Magic 5 and 6. It's just they're too darn hard and they take too long. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. they did rebalance the difficulty in Armored Princess because the original... Whatever, I played it for a while and gave up on it and so did you. You didn't even no, finish didn't. that game. No, I finished Armored Princess. Oh, I finished whatever. both of them. Did, did you finish it with cheat codes or without? Without. Ah, nice. Then maybe I'll give it another crack. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, because yeah, it needed some rebalancing. Yeah, the original King's Bounty remake was really hard. Like, to the point mm. where I finished it, but I didn't really enjoy it by the time I finished it. Mm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be waiting to see with some of the reviews and what Anna says, because I'm sure she'll run out and play it right oh, away yeah. for me. Oh, yeah. In fact, I so, already cool. asked Chris to pre-order it. Oh, yeah, we already bought it on early whatever. Oh, did you? Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. I, I wasn't sure if you did it. It should be in your thing. Ooh, thank you. You should log in and check your Steam thing at once in a while. Uh, I thought I had. I didn't see anything in my inventory yesterday. Oh, well, all right. I thought you had. I thought I had. I don't know what's going on. Hey, I do know what's going on. I Check this out. Demon Gaze is getting a sequel. What's Demon Gaze? I don't remember. It's a Vita dungeon crawler. Oh, yeah, I guess I do remember. So this is a Vita dungeon crawler game. It's got dungeon crawling, and you crawl through dungeons with anime-style artwork. Yeah. So think uh, Class of Heroes and stuff like that, right? And there's monsters and anime and anime and monsters. And so there's going to be de- Demon Gaze 2, the end. Yay. All right. <laughs> news source was the Anime News Network. That's why I feel okay saying this anime and monsters. And- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next, Ramus expansion for Hearthstone has some details finally. Yay! Because it was supposed to come out like. Yeah, it's still not out yet. Wasn't it announced last year? I, no, it wasn't. Gosh, people are just bad at remembering things. It was announced earlier this year. Okay. <laughs> I wanted it sooner. And okay. It's not out yet. It's not out yet. Um, uh, what is that? So there's a launch event where the first wing will be free. Uh, this is so weird. All right, so if you get in on the, the way you should do it, you get in on the launch event, you play the first wing for free, you get that gets tied to your account, you're good. Then you can pay 20 bucks and unlock the remaining four wings. Okay? Um, <laughs> if you miss out on the launch event, you can buy everything for 25 bucks, or you can buy one wing for 7 bucks, and then add on following wings for like 20 bucks, 15 or 10 depending is so you get discounts depending on how few you need left to complete your set does that make sense that doesn't make sense at all does it the point is go log in during the first one (laughs) or at the very least don't just buy one yeah buy the whole thing unless you don't think you'd like somebody's playing final 14 in the combat yeah what's going on (laughs) phil 
Oh, I guess he forgot to mute. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. All right, thank you. Yeah, I'm surprised you can hear it. I guess the no, headset's really sensitive because I'm playing it through the headset. Sorry. Boom. It just sounds like spells and spells and spells. Uh, let's see. Oh, Final Fantasy Explorers has a release date now. In this Japan. Is, this is a 3DS um, Final Fantasy game that's coming. It was announced like a month ago. Uh, thank you, Anna. And <laughs> <laughs> we're done arguing about that now. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, that's all we know. You you choose a job class and a unique combat style. Uh, you set out exploring stuff and whatever. Uh, you can play up to four people. Um, they support local wireless or online Wi-Fi. So, are this going to come here? Can we all play? Like, can someone be a black mage, a white mage, a monk, a knight, and all join in and play co-op Wi-Fi? Nobody knows. It's not going to come out here, is it? Mm, probably. It supports Wi-Fi. It could come out here. You would think it would, right? Strawberry, would you play this game with me? I'll, maybe. I'll just want to wait for reviews and such. Oh. Anna, will you play this game with me? Uh. <laughs> no one wants to play with me. Darn it. All right. Fine. Final Fantasy Explorers can just oh, die. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd play that with you. What did you think I was talking about? <laughs> I kind of lost my train oh, of thought because f- I was looking at the Arno Surge Collector's oh, Edition. <laughs> what does the Arno Surge Collector's Edition have? Fill people in. Um, It has the game for PS3, a full-color 26-page hardcover art book, the original soundtrack with jewel case, the Arno Surge poster, which is 16 by 23, and a collector's box to hold it all. Aww. So the cool, the interesting thing is, is this is a Tecmo Koei game, but Nisa is doing the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> that's... Those said, two companies are so weirdly interrelated now in, in the U.S., that is. <laughs> it's so weird. So, um, Nisa, uh, do we cover Criminal Girls? I don't think so. Okay. The original or this one coming? Invite only. Like one being, yes, we did. Okay. So, there was some controversy this week. Hey, Saban1001 has sent you a gift. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um... Because this is uh, a game, it's a dungeon crawler RPG. Um, it's uh, sort of like Conception to Persona, where it's a harem esque. You, you, well, less like Persona, more like Conception too. So, you and a group of girls are climbing out of hell in order to be reincarnated. Um. So. Each of the girls represent a different characteristic or sin or voice, depending on which story that you read about it. And um, they may or may not listen to you, depending on the choices that you've made in the game. Um, And you can punish them. And so, (laughs) um, because these girls are very young-looking... Nisa has made some changes in order to make sure, in order to definitely make sure it doesn't get an AO rating, which has changed some of the pain noises um, and fog out some of the punishment. And people are very upset about that. Yeah, and they're weird. <laughs> like 650 comments and counting angry on Silicon Era. 
Because yeah, that's the place to go to complain about it, right? <laughs> that'll that'll make th- that'll make a difference. Surely they're going to oh, do man, something. Oh man, you don't even want to see the Nisa forums right now. No, I don't. Oh, Why would I want to see the Nisa forums? It's scary about this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, did we talk about Dragon Quest Ten coming to 3DS? Uh, no, Dragon Quest Ten is coming to 3DS. Yes. And it's something that um, Yuji Horii has mentioned that he wanted since the beginning, and they just needed to find a way to do it. So the game is going to cost approximately $35. It is going to be a streaming game, so you will need an internet connection to play it, Um, especially since it's an MMO and you're going to need a connection anyways. Um, and it's $14 a month to play, and it will hook up with all of the other versions of Dragon Quest X. So, so yeah. So, there. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, it leveled up. So, um, beyond that, I don't think there's anything else that I came across this weekend. Well, what about the Elder Scrolls Online getting uh, updates that are going to make solo play more compelling? (laughs) No? The balance changes in post-level 50 zones? uh, Eliminating problems such as area difficulty, rewards not matching their effort, and more? Hmm. Is anyone playing this game anymore? Is anyone here playing? Has anyone here played this Mm. game? Um, no, my I played it. Well, I did. I played it vicariously through my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, and he was super stoked. And he tried to play that other game on me. You know, try to get people to join this MMO. Oh and, yeah, yeah. But nothing he was actually describing to me actually sounded like something I would enjoy. Because <laughs> uh, the big draws for him were mostly having to do with PvP and the such. Um. So, uh, but then two months later, he was out of it. So it that couldn't have been long. that awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it clearly wasn't that awesome. Um, so. Beyond that. They, they, do, they do need to focus on the single player. That was a big problem. So I'm glad they're focusing on it. Um, kind of a side story to us. Persona 4 Ultimax. Yeah, the arena fighting game. Yeah, Persona not, 4 It's arena not an arena Ultimax. fighter, but the fighting yeah. game. <laughs> um, it's going to be region-free, so the North American version. No, is no, free. it's going to be North American region-free. Mm. So you can work in North and South America. No. Yeah. When asked, Atlas USA said that the game should work in Europe. Okay. I'm just reading. I just know what the the press release they sent yes, out was talking the, about. The press it was focusing release on says North and South America. It's not region locked for North and South America. Oh, so it should work. Why is it region locked in Japan? Um, I don't know. I mean, the first one was region locked because they didn't. So want... they mean okay. So what they mean is that all the copies coming out in North and South America should work everywhere. Yes. Okay. Now I understand that better. Right. So the first one was region locked because it was basically being released everywhere at the same time and it was mega cheaper in the US. So they were concerned with it's not the right term but reverse importing. Yeah. So this time it's already out in Japan, less issue. We with know that. there's already a word for reverse importing, right? It's called exporting. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not exporting. Okay. I'll believe you. Normally, we import from Japan. They don't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Import from us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And all of the Persona Q voice actors tweeted about themselves this week. Good for them. So if you follow that kind of thing, because they were allowed to this week. Oh. So everybody who is voicing in Persona 4 Arena is also voicing for Persona Q. So Mm. they announced both at the same time. So I think that's everything. Our copy of Persona 4 Arena was stolen, so we got to get this new one. Yeah. (laughs) Do we want to get the cool... um, Not with the current listed bonuses. They keep saying more to come. I'd like to hear what those more to comes are. The Adachi DLC pack and the tarot card set and the Teddy Pop bag. Yeah, that's that's what's currently announced. They say more to come. Mm. They don't say what that is yet. So maybe we'll find out what those are. It? I because we can uh, always cancel can buy it, it digitally. If, yeah, There's no reason I mean, to pre-order it. No, no, no. We pre-order it, and when they announce the other stuff, if we don't like it, we cancel it. Yeah. Or they announce the other stuff and then I worry about it. I, I'm tired of just spending money based on, oh, this publisher is going to make it worth my while. No, forget that. You prove it to me, then I'll spend my money. Because I'm going to want it either way. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> you want the Teddy pop-up. <laughs> I want the Teddy pop bag. You're a weird person, Anna. It weebles and it wobbles and it don't fall down. Everybody, that's all I got for news this week. So let's start talking about what it is. That you're going to be playing this week? I'm probably going to play Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? Well, Yay! Dun, 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 dun. We both, we you both can stream re-subbed, it, right? Yeah, yeah, I could stream it right from the PS4. So we both resubbed, so we might want to play it. And then I bought the Transformers 3DS game because it's good. It's like Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. And I'm. Here is the dilemma that I have. We are slowly replacing the games that got stolen and we're replacing the ones that I wanted to replay. So I have Fire Emblem Awakening and Link Between Worlds sitting on my desk waiting for me to play them. Okay. So I just need to decide what I want to do. You should play the Transformers game. Okay. Maybe when I'm done um, farming in Disney's Magical Kingdom. Which will be when? <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I need moonstone plates. Uh-huh. You do need moonstone plates, Anna. That's <laughs> terrible. You're all terrible. Oh, boy. Next. <laughs> Spend more time with me. <laughs> all right. Golly jeepers. That's the end of the show. Oh, wait, wait. Phil, what are you playing this week? What am I thinking? Uh, probably more Final Fantasy uh, 14. I got to uh, do some travel, so I'll probably be spending time on the plane uh, knocking out. I, want, I really want to knock out Final Fantasy 5. And then, of course, some more Dragon Warrior. Okay. Does anybody know if Persona 4 Arena has an upgrade version? Yeah, Ultimax. No. Can you buy an upgrade to your old copy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Never mind. Not that I've heard. All right. Strawberry, what are you playing this week? Uh, getting more support conversation than Fire Emblem. <laughs> Maybe more Boktai. And I need to get around to working on my main team in Pokemon Y. I don't know why I keep putting it off. Yeah, why, why are hey, you putting you it off? Hey, did you hear about the, the, I... the little scandal in the Pokemon tournament this week? <gasps> Strawberry? No, I haven't, actually. Um, the guy that didn't win, 
the guy who got second place had a Pokeball that he shouldn't be allowed to have. Which means that that Pokemon was Might probably be. hacked. Well, right. or the parents were hacked. Because mm-hmm. the You po- inherit the- Dream Balls? Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, you inherit the Pokeball from the mother. Okay. From the mother, which is strange, but yeah. Yeah, that's very strange. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he didn't win, and the Pokemon that he had passed the test, so... Mm. I'm curious what they're going to do about it. Because apparently it's under investigation. All right, and I've pre-ordered Persona 4 Arena Ultimax for PS3. (sighs) (laughs) Do we want to give people an insurance update? (sighs) Just as a warning? I think we should. I like insurance update. Please, 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 please. Yeah, let's do the insurance update, Anna. So we got half of what we claimed. Yeah. And we now Explain need Explain why. Because they depreciated our collection. Actually, mm-hmm. no, they depreciated our games. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they depreciated our DS games 95%. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So they gave us 51 cents per game. And told us that if we wanted the difference, we would have to rebuy them and send them the receipts. Yeah. The problem is, is they're not terribly clear about what they're going to replace. Like, do we need to spend 3000 before they replace it? Are they... I mean, some of the DS games that we're going to be replacing, we're going to have to spend 40 or $50 for. Are they really going to give us the difference between forty four ninety nine and 51 cents? I would hope so, but yeah, I don't so know. So we're working on getting a bunch of stuff cleared up between our agent and the claims agent. And Anna has some phone calls to make this week. And mm-hmm. I have some very nice like massages to give her for dealing with all this and <laughs> stuff like that. So On the upside, we have a very nice new window. Yeah, we have, our window was replaced. So we finally, our house is complete and secure again. <laughs> but we still haven't made a, um, a home security... S- selection but don't tell people that tell people we have a pit bull we've got the, five pit bulls actually the thing that i like rotation is schedule there is actually the like anti sneak in um things on our window now yeah our window's got security features yes it's good so yeah we're gonna give our insurance company a bit of a finger but um, we're dealing with Allstate for people who are wondering. And yeah, so the, the, the trick that we've noticed is when you put in your claim for games, put in the original purchase price, not the replacement cost. Um, it sounds like that's um, that may have been part of our issue with our claim. Mm-hmm. And of course, once you submit a claim, the insurance company will not allow you to resubmit a claim um, short of getting a lawyer involved, uh, which we don't really want to do. And your agent apparently is mostly powerless. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we'll have more for you as we learn it, as we go through it. Um, so you can all know what happens when you have to get your insurance involved with uh, game collections. Um, and with that, I think... Oh, i got to tell you what I'm playing. I don't know. Oh, I know. I'll be playing more Sly Cooper. Um, I'll be finishing up Halo 2 this week, I bet. And um, am I doing anything else, Anna? 14? Um... Probably 14. 14. And Pokemon. Or, um, I don't know. I'm going to play a bunch of crap. Van and I'll Helsing? let you know. Yeah. There's nothing particularly interesting that I'll be playing, but uh, yeah, more stuff. All right. 
Thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, there's a few ways to do that. Podcast.rpgamer.com, board.rpgamer.com, and, of course, 608-729-4098 is the phone number. Catch us live every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, at rpgamer.com slash live or twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Um, you can also watch that channel, subscribe to it, when Anna will restart the pause plays videos. Uh, when I get time. Yeah, when you get time. Like hey, maybe yeah, this Chris. week when you're doing 14? Maybe. Yeah. Phil? Question of the week. What is it? Mm. <laughs> you can't bring it up without having one. <laughs> I know, right? See how smart I am? I just uh, gloss over it when I don't have one. Do you have one? Ah. Yeah, yeah. If what you could it? go back and, you know, if time wasn't time, money, and everything wasn't a factor, what old school RPG would you go back and play? Since we're talking so much about, we'll, we'll focus it on JRPGs. Since we're talking about, you know, not enough good RPG JRPGs coming out lately. Ah, the good old days. So, what are the good old days to you? What's your favorite old school JRPG game that, if time and everything wasn't a factor, you just love it so much you go back and play it again right now? We'll leave that up to the fans. If time wasn't a factor, what old school? JRPG, would you play? So this has to be one you've played before? No. Okay. All right. We'll think about that and have answers for you next week. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, Noodle says, does Final Fantasy XI count? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Aren't people still playing that? I don't think it counts. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll catch you next time. Until then, I got to take Anna to get her tattoo touched up for Triforce. All right. See everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 313 for the week of July 12, 2014. I'm your host, Chris Privitz, here. Here with Anna Marie New uh, Privateer. <laughs> <laughs> Take two.